listener production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Welcome to today's extra episode of The Briefing. We've heard a lot in recent years about how electric vehicles and batteries are vital in our planet's move to a greener future. But turn on the news and you just can't escape the headlines about dangerous fires caused by lithium batteries, which are used to power so much of our modern tech, from our phones and laptops through to electric bikes, scooters and cars. Last week, a house was destroyed by fire in Sydney South after an e-bike battery exploded, one of three similar blazes in just 24 hours. A few weeks earlier, backpackers at a hostel narrowly escaped a fire from a lithium-ion battery, while in September, a fire broke out at Queensland's first large-scale battery storage site, which only went live in July, sparking a major investigation. These are just a couple of examples from the last few weeks, and inevitably, questions about the safety of these batteries only increase with each new disaster. So how serious are the risks, and do we need restrictions on the sale of these batteries until more is known? Listener producer Simon Beaton has spoken with Professor Matthew Burke to find out. He's the Deputy Director of the City's Research Institute at Griffith University. Professor Matthew Burke, thank you for your time. Starting off, can you tell us what lithium batteries are, why they're used and whether there are distinctions between them? There sure are. So it's the latest advance on the lightest portable battery that we can use for electronic devices, small, big, everything from your hearing aid right up to an electric car. And these days, the big battery farms that Tesla and others are providing for stored electricity to replace coal fire, basically. There are different types. So the lithium part tends to be the key part that most people are aware of, but there are different things that we use as the other parts of the battery. The latest of that is lithium ion phosphate, tends to be the most um, energy dense and therefore able to give you, well, if it's an EV, better range. But there's only a couple of manufacturers in China who are really at the forefront of that. Where we'd like to get to is really understanding the chemistry better and building the energy density of lithium batteries so that they can store more for less weight. The problem with that is energy density means potential combustibility, potential explosiveness. So given that risk, why is it that we've seen such a rise in the use of these batteries recently and I guess over the last decade or so? Because we've really worked out how to control this chemistry. The number of battery fires in Australia, I think, what are we up to? Five from electric vehicles thus far, from electric cars bit more on the private e-scooter market. We've got a few of them happening, a few e-bike fires. You know, no doubt you've heard stories of people's phones. And of course, on airlines, they tell you, please, please, please don't move your seat back if, you're, um, if you drop your phone <laughs> down the back. Because there was a case of someone cracking their phone, cracking the battery inside it and leading to a fire. So fires can happen for all sorts of reasons. Often it's bad recharging. So that seems to be a part of the private e-scooters that people are charging them with the wrong charger and they're going kaboom. It can be that they defect over time. There can be defects in their original manufacture or we can end up with a crash or something that distends the battery and causes it to start to ignite. And once they ignite, they can go. 
as as the fireys will tell you, they don't particularly enjoy showing up to lithium fires. Right. So given that, is this particularly dangerous when we're talking about e-scooters and e-bikes, which people may be quite rough with when they're using? Oh, compared to like, like petrol has never been a safe substance. <laughs> We've had plenty of cars go kaboom uh, using petrol. So it's in the switch. We've got to a point where lithium batteries are pretty safe. The rates of, of these things going wrong are pretty low. We're not yet fully on top of the chemistry for the more advanced types of battery that we really want to see that will be even more energy dense. But at the moment, the batteries that we have are pretty safe. That said, the safety standards haven't caught up yet. So there aren't necessarily the same sorts of standards that we have for all of this industry that we have for other things that have been around with us for 100 years. So there's still a bit of catching up to do there. But in general, the industry is pretty safe. And when we're looking at e-scooters and e-bikes, are the batteries all the same or are some more risky and more likely to ignite than others? Yeah, yeah. So look, the public e-scooter schemes and the public e-bike schemes that are in Australian cities, I've been to the Beam warehouse here in Brisbane. They do all their own charging in-house, so they don't let anyone do it in apartment towers or anywhere else. They have thermometers checking the heat above every single one of those batteries in big arrays. If anything goes wrong, they switch off the whole array and, and check out what's wrong with individual batteries. So they have that industry have moved to super safety, and I, I appreciate that. That industry has really matured. So we're getting less and less and less. They're, they're not the problem children anymore. The problem are the light, cheap, and I have to say it, uh, vehicles coming out of certain East Asian countries where the quality controls just haven't necessarily been there. And there's something else that seems to be happening with e-bikes and e-scooters, which is when they're sold secondhand or if they're stolen on the street, people don't steal the original charger with that vehicle. And so we have people purchasing a charger that they think works, the plug fits, and some of the fires that we seem to be getting, anecdotally, but talking to fireys and police, as I've done, seems to be coming from people charging with the inappropriate charger. So that doesn't happen in the public e-scooter fleets, but it's starting to happen. And it would be like doing the same thing with your phone whacking in a charger that would be totally inappropriate. Don't do it. Don't do it. There have been some spectacular fires in the US, a very dangerous situation where an e-scooter repair shop was underneath apartments, just a few apartments above, but underneath. was charging, didn't look like anyone was there while the charging was happening. Something's overheated, something's gone off, and unfortunately, you know, real danger, loss of life. We've got to be very careful about this industry as a whole and about where we have mass charging. And individuals should be taking some responsibility here. I have an e-bike. I charge it. I keep watch on it while it is charging. I treat it like like my barbecue. Like, you know, you don't walk away from your gas barbecue while it's running for four hours. You keep an eye on the thing just in case that one time something goes wrong. 
So do we need any changes in regulation, say, to make all charges the same or kind of reduce that risk? I think there's a number of things we should be doing here. So certainly standards for batteries. I do think it's time we regulate these e-scooters as an e-scooter. At the moment, most of the states are regulating them as a wheeled recreational device or a personal mobility device, and they're grouping them with e-skateboards and one wheels and all this plethora of other stuff, which is very fringe. They've really got very small markets, the rest of it. The e-scooters are now ubiquitous. They're If you come to Brisbane, I mean, you can't miss them. They're everywhere. And we have more e-scooters crossing the Victoria Bridge from South Brisbane into the city of Brisbane than we do e-bikes or bikes combined. So they have started to become a dominant form of mobility as public ones and private ones. A large number of people who've bought some pretty safe vehicles and some that are longer than the current regulations, far more powerful and a number of users who have started to chip the vehicle, it's called, remove the speed limiter. And the private e-scooter market worries me much more than the public e-scooter systems do. And it's notable the fires we seem to be having in the last 12 months very much been private e-scooter fleets. So, yes, some better regulation and regulation of the vehicle as an e-scooter would be a good step towards that. And one final question, how can people with lithium batteries at home, which most of us would have either in our laptops or phones or our e-bikes or e-scooters, how can we prevent battery fires from occurring? So really simple things. If you see your laptop seems to be warping and changing, that probably tells us there's dendrite formation happening in the battery, which is this strange chemical process happening in the lithium ion. And it's likely to crack, split, and potentially go really nasty on you in the near future. Stop using it, get a replacement. If it's a new battery, it's probably under warranty, go and get it swapped. If you're using one of these devices, an e-bike, an e-scooter, or or some other mobility device, follow manufacturer's instructions, use the right charger, and think about where you're charging it. Could be that you're choosing a site that's a little bit off from the house, with a long lead, where if something were to happen, no problem. It could be that you're keeping a good eye on it and you're watching it and you've got a a plan B. And if you're really, really worried, if your family now has a heap of these vehicles, find the right fire extinguisher for lithium battery fires. Yeah, that absolutely sounds like a good idea to increase safety. Thank you, Professor Burke. Yeah, yeah, happy to help. That was listeners Simon Beaton there chatting with Professor Matthew Burke, the Deputy Director of the Cities Research Institute at Griffith University. And that is it for today's episode of The Briefing. Thank you so much for your company and have a great weekend. Listener.